Welcome to the Ladies Who Launch. Join Alyssa and Dakota every other Wednesday as we launch conversations about the chaos that is life. Tune in every other Wednesday and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. very unplanned and sort of last minute first episode, premiere episode of Ladies Who Launch. Um, my name's Alyssa Berry and uh, joining me is my partner in crime and all good things, Dakota Kidby. We are the Ladies Who Launch. Yes, we are. We are the Ladies Who Launch. What an interesting time to be launching our first podcast, hey Alyssa? Yes, and hence the reason this is a little unplanned and unscheduled is because we we had a big plan for how we were going to launch this podcast and we have episodes that are already in the can and people we've interviewed and all those are going to come up um, in future episodes, which is awesome. But due to some very extensive um, and global situation, <laughs> we decided to uh, launch with this episode. So today is what? Saturday, March 21st. Yes. We are in Calgary, Alberta. That's yes. where we're located. Yes. And we are experiencing a global health pandemic. We are. And I've seen, I think we've seen some pretty horrible, interesting things in our life. Um, but I got to say, this probably takes the cake for the most uh, scary one, I would say. Stressful, scary. Stressful, scary, anxiety ridden. Yeah. I yeah. think it's because it's changing so quickly. And- yeah. No one knows every 20 in 24 yeah. hours that everything changes. So it feels we, like a movie. It, it, like, it feels, feels like a movie like in some sort of yeah. um, bad horror movie <laughs> or something. Yeah. But uh, the reason we wanted to start with this is because I think um, it would be, it would be disingenuous for us to launch and with an episode of us talking to a guest and we're just chatting away as though nothing's happening. And yeah. I think it gives us an opportunity to really talk about how we're feeling yeah. Some of the anxiety that we have, um, some of the tips and tricks that we've learned even working from home, mm-hmm. and just get a little down and dirty with where mm-hmm. we're at during the COVID nineteen crisis lockdown. Yeah, so the lockdown, the isolation lockdown. Yeah. So, um, just because this is our first episode, and a lot of you don't know who we are, we're just going to really quickly take a moment to reintroduce who we are and why we started this podcast. So, my name is Dakota Kidby. Um, I am a marketing practitioner here in Calgary, Alberta, and I own a company called Social Centric Inc. My specialty is in the social media marketing and digital marketing space. So obviously, uh, very relevant to what is happening right now and um, actually quite uh, important to what is happening right now as uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, essentially, um, I started my company about three and a half years ago. And um, yeah, it's been great. So um, Alyssa, what, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm also, uh, an entrepreneur here in Calgary. I, uh, do marketing communications, um, planning, strategy, branding, those sorts of things. My company is my name. So anybody feels the need to look me up, it's Alyssa Berry Communications. But, um, yeah, I started about five years ago. I guess it's five years ago this month. Wow. It's yeah. crazy. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I work mainly in the tourism and cultural sector. So I'll talk a little bit, a bit about how that's been affected and my work's been affected because of this. Mm -hmm. Um, and those sectors have been hit very hard. So, um, that's, uh, that's where I'm at in terms of, um, how I'm feeling at the moment. For sure. Yeah. I have to say for me personally, um, I was feeling pretty positive, you know, as of last week, I just, you know, as of Wednesday last week, I connected with all of my clients or sorry, not Wednesday last week, the week before I would say, I kind of saw some stuff coming down the pipe and knew we needed to get into crisis gear as soon as possible. Uh, my company manages roughly, I want to say over 40 social media profiles for a number of companies. We, and we do very variations of projects for social media marketing and digital marketing. So social media management, strategy, audits, a little bit of support with websites sometimes, um, and then stuff kind of in that space as well. So our biggest mandate was 
pulling all of our social content that we had going along and redoing it all to fit what was happening in the, in the current state of the world. Um, so I was feeling pretty okay, but then the weekend hit and where I'm really struggling is honestly on the weekends. Cause I'm not very busy. Um, you know, it's an opportunity to have downtime, but frankly, when I'm feeling anxious, I'm not very good at taking downtime for myself. So where I've been hit the hardest is, is on the weekends when I'm not busy. Um, and then as far as my business has gone, um, I, I feel very lucky nothing's happened yet, but I do expect to probably lose anywhere from 40 to 60% of revenue over the next little bit, just because obviously clients, you know, they don't have the money and, and I wouldn't expect them to, but we'll get into a little bit about kind of what we're doing that in a bit here. Um, how, how else are you feeling Alyssa right now? Like what, like, yeah. Well, my, my anxiety started, um, even pre COVID, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, because as I said, I work in tourism and culture and, uh, the tourism sector was, um, affected quite considerably with, um, the new Alberta budget, um, cuts and those sorts of things. So my revenue started to decrease, um, specifically after Christmas as mm-hmm. the, um, the outcomes of, of, those budget numbers started to, to be known by people. So I'd already started seeing um, downturn in my income and my, my client work by that point. But um, in the last two weeks or so, even the last month, it's become considerable and I'm basically down to minimal. Um, and I'm betting that those few little handful of clients that I even am doing minimal work for right now, um, will probably peter out and I, over the next little while. I mean, there's no doubt that, um, especially because we work mainly with small and mid-sized businesses or nonprofits, mm-hmm. we can't expect that they're going to be able to keep us, be, keep paying us no. when they're just there, they won't be able to keep their yeah. doors open. Right. So, um, so for me right now, my biggest anxiety is cash flow. And I think any of us who live like are like single, unmarried, but you have a mortgage, you have car payments, you have all those bills that are still there, but you don't have revenue, you don't have income coming in to to pay for all of that. That's where those start to come in. Now I'm not in a precarious position. I mean, obviously, savings and all those sorts of things, so it's not an immediate issue. But if this continues those savings go away and um, all of that kind of stuff. And you're using those for daily existence and um, being in the city of Calgary is not a cheap lifestyle. Like we are paying yeah. a lot um, of a big mortgage and all those sorts of things. And I mean, those don't go away tomorrow. No, regardless. they don't. Exactly. And um, so I don't, I don't have a mortgage, but I do ha- I am renting. Um, and obviously my rent isn't cheap. Um, and yes, it's, it's pretty expensive to live in the city of Calgary, like groceries are expensive. Um, like just the cost of living in and of itself is, is pretty expensive. Um, so last weekend, I know I had quite a bit of an anxiety attack where I was just, and I'm going to be totally vulnerable here. Like I felt like I couldn't get out of bed. I was super depressed. Um, I was throwing myself a giant pity party, um, and realizing it just hit me all, all together at once, like, holy shit, I'm not going to be able to pay my bills if this continues to move forward. And, and then I started to think about everyone else too, like all the people I know and love, like Alyssa and my family and my friends and other business owners that I know that ha- had already been struggling this year, a couple of clients of mine that had already, you know, been really slow at the beginning of this year. And yeah, it's just very depressing. But then I kind of just like, checked myself and was like, you know what, this silver lining to this, and it's, it's a really crappy silver lining, but the silver lining is, is that we are literally all in the same position. And so whether it gets really dire or not, if we are in a place in two months where none of us can, where we all have to essentially move back in with our parents or something like at least we're all kind of doing it together and we will find ways to adapt. So this last week, my focus for me personally, much like Alyssa was to focus on my clients, to let them know I was there for them no matter what. 
one of the things um, that I did just to make sure that it wasn't a burden was I just said we had we had a very candid discussion my clients and I on on payments, and they were like, okay, make sure you invoice us for this past month as soon as possible, just so that people aren't being bombarded. And Alyssa and I kind of talked about doing this as well. And then I just said to them, look, if April and May and moving forward things are a little tight, just do not be afraid to mention it to me that you maybe can't pay your bill. I'm not going to stop working for you. I'm not going to abandon you Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, if you're just sitting at home doing nothing, it's just going to make the situation worse. So what I would recommend is do not abandon your clients. If for some reason they can't pay their bills, like stick with them, keep doing the things that you were doing before for them, go on with life as if it's all good, just because otherwise like, you know, you're, you're just kind of being selfish and like, it's just not good, right? Like moving forward, if things pick up again in June, which is what we're kind of all hoping will happen here in Canada, at least, um, at least then you've helped your, your clients and you guys are still together and you'll probably figure it out down the line. But I definitely wouldn't recommend, you know, abandoning them if they can't pay their bills. Agreed. And the same advice goes to the businesses themselves. And in fact, don't abandon everything. Um, We'll talk a little bit about that um, a little later, but it's important that um, now isn't the time to just completely disappear from From life, from life, because as a business, you need to still be in front of people in whatever capacity. So we'll talk a little bit about that, but I will say for myself, I've taken this time and I mean, we're talking about taking this time. It's literally been like eight days, but it seems like it's been five years. Um, yeah, I'm taking this time because as I, I mean, as I said, I don't have a lot of client work right now um, or any, whatever, um, to really figure out how I want to adapt my own business yeah, and what that looks like. Because the advantage that we have as entrepreneurs and consultants is that we don't have a lot of overhead. We do work from home. We, we do have the capability. We're already completely online. We're not having to worry about no. um, getting people up and running systems and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, so using that to our own advantage and what can we do to um, be continuing as professionals, but also offering service to the community at this time and, and what that looks like. So I'm taking I'm taking doing a bit of a list now in terms of what are things that I can offer um, to people. So is that helping them set up webinars? Um, Mm -hmm. So many people don't know how to do that or how to now have to do zoom calls with your customers or your suppliers. They don't know how to do that. So what are the things that I have capability to help people with? Like, do you need website updates now? It's like your, your website's not been looked at for three years and now you're trying to like communicate with people about your, your, what you're doing during this time and you don't know how to, access your website or you don't know how to do web updates. Well, I can help people with that. So trying to think of ways that I can offer my services and help and promote those during this time is what I'm really looking at. And, and then looking at those things down the road that are going to put me sort of at the front of the line, when this all starts to, everybody starts to come out of it, then I'm sort of front of mind in terms of getting people back up and running. Exactly. One of the, um, the really great lessons out of all of this has been that you don't really think about crisis communications um, within this topic, honestly. And also within social media marketing in particular, I knew that, like I've always known that you do need to have some kind of crisis planning in place, but I've learned so much about how to more effectively do it now. So for instance, the first thing that I did with my clients was I called all of them And we just had a very candid discussion on what was probably going to start happening. And we adapted our messaging and our content to exactly that. We took down our frequency for those that were posting every day. And then I did some video training with all of them so that they could jump on if they were indeed the face of the brand to start talking to their consumers a little bit more. We had previously kind of done a lot of video training, but I was telling them, you know, you need to up the ante with how often you get onto your stories. However, within reason kind of thing. And I'm here every day, literally, instead of kind of loading things into Sprout, I've actually stopped all of my pre-scheduled activity. Um, And what what I've been doing instead is just because things have been changing every single day is just connecting with my clients every single day and um, going through, okay, what should we post today? Because literally you can't, 
really be scheduling things right now. No, it's just, be. it's just not a good idea. No. And for some of my clients who, so I work really heavily, um, in the uh, real estate industry and the nonprofit industries, um, as well as I do a bit of lifestyle and a bit of tourism and travel as well. Uh, but for my real estate clients, I've we've been just really focusing in on educating the public about how they can get things like mortgage deferrals. Uh, we've been updating them on things that our government has been doing for us. We've been giving them, <clears throat> you know, contact numbers they can call reassuring them that if they don't get through the first time to keep trying and here are the wait times, things like that. And just really reassuring them that we are there for them from afar and we can do Zoom calls, we can do email, we can do chat, we can do FaceTime to help them with everything. And that if they need to sell their homes, which a lot of people will have to, Mm -hmm. they can do that still. So things like that, just being very supportive. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, you know, I think you've got to you got to kind of take it from a Brene Brown standpoint um, and like really just lean into it day after day after day. Um, Like when you wake up in the morning, just kind of start fresh. Try not to think about tomorrow. Try not to really think about the future too much when you're trying to do your day to day. But then at the same time, have that purview of the bigger picture in your mind about, okay, so things are a little quiet. What can I, what are some projects that I can work on that I haven't had time for? So Alyssa is taking a really good approach with that. And I know for myself next week, I'm going to sit down and my days are going to be full of kind of doing some of the things I didn't have time to do in the past, like redoing my business plan so that I can stay passionate about what I'm doing and on task with what I'm doing. Also coming up with innovative ways to support people during this time. And then making sure that I'm prepared for what I know is going to be very busy for us when we come out of all this, because people are going to need us. So just being prepared for that, uh, having other people, contractors kind of in your arsenal, if you need to pull people in, just really having those operational plans in place. Yeah, I agree with that too. I mean, use this time for tour advantage. Yes, it's stressful and anxious and all those sorts of things, but um, Use it as a use it as your own marketing tool and what that looks like and, and what you want your business to be when you come out of it. Yeah. I will say I had a conversation with a <clears throat> with a photographer friend of mine um on like this week, although it seems like three weeks ago. because uh, he called me to see, I mean, lovely, and he called me to see how I was doing and um and we had a very candid conversation, kind of like what we're having now. But I think what came out of that for us was we need to as consultants, entrepreneurs, freelancers, all of us that are sort of in this gig economy of what we call it now, we don't get regular paychecks. We're not eligible for employment insurance, mm-hmm. all those sorts of things. Um, we really need to start getting frank with each other in terms of what is really happening and not just through this, but afterwards. Yeah. Um, my best friend, Karen, has always said that um, we need to start being more open about money and what people are making and what they're not making because everybody on Instagram it appears as just living these lifestyles. And I don't think that's it's true on any level. And so what um, Jeremy and I were talking about was um, getting really candid. It's like about the rates that we're charging about um, all those things, because if we're, if we're living in a space where people are coming in and consistently undercutting, and especially after this, where we're, everyone's going to have to sort of look at adjusting their pricing and, and whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. But if we're in a, we're in a space where there's people consistently undercutting um, rates in order to get work and, and, and therefore cutting out 80% of the available consultants and freelancers in the city, mm-hmm. we have to have, start having conversations about that and start calling yeah. out bad behavior and bad um, business practices that our colleagues are mm-hmm. contributing to. Um, mm-hmm. But because none of us ever talk about money or mm-hmm. the rates that we charge or, or anything like that, that mm-hmm. we all seem to be living in this nebulous life. And it's like, well, now am I overcharging? Am I undercharging? What are we, what is this going to look like when we come out of this? But it's right. like, everybody, like, let's just start having open conversations. It's like, stop putting everything on Instagram. Like you're living some sort of great life and all these things are, mm-hmm. which um, we all are, let's be honest. We all are very yeah. privileged people. Yeah. But I mean, if we can't start calling out bad business behavior and bad and ethical behavior on our own colleagues of what's happened, because this was happening well before this mm-hmm. and coming out of this, I'm sure that there's going to be communications consultants offering services for $30 an hour or whatever. And it's like, 
come on, people, we really need to start supporting our own industry and our own sector and each other. Mm-hmm. And if this can can create any sort of um, network group or sort of association mm-hmm. around being an entrepreneur or consultant in the city of Calgary around this, I think that's a good thing. Oh, I 100% agree. And I think your point is very valid, Alyssa. I also think the other thing we need to start doing, I think we do an okay job of this in Calgary in the sense that we're pretty supportive of each other, but we really need to, with that vulnerability and that openness, we also have to stop being dicks to each other. God, You know, like it doesn't happen very often. I'm very impressed with how, like with how we we do band together as a community I know for myself, like I've actually been talking with a couple of my competitors, just being like, Hey, how are you guys? Because, you know, even right now there's still enough work to go around, like at least in my realm. And like, I don't feel like I'm necessarily competing. And frankly, if I had a ton of work right now and I couldn't handle it, I would more than gladly hand it off to people that were less busy. Um, but what I mean by that is like, don't be afraid to talk about things with people. Don't be afraid to talk about your struggles. You don't have to be perfect all the time. And you sure as heck aren't. And none of us are. Um, And don't be afraid to, you know, tell people that you're successful versus not as successful, right? Like there's been times where Alyssa has been busier than me and vice versa, but we've never looked at each other from across the table and been furious about that. It's been like, Oh, cool. So what are you doing? And okay, cool. What are you doing in your downtime? And how can I help you with this? Like we need to start being supportive of one another. There's a couple of other professionals here in the city that I know I really look up to Alex Kingcott and Lana Rogers. Yes. (laughs) And, uh, one of the things I saw that they were doing recently was, um, they did like a group chat where Lana, Lana, loves champagne. I don't know why. Yeah, champagne Fridays. <laughs> champagne Fridays. Champagne I mean, I know why, obviously. <laughs> Champagne's awesome. But anyways, she took her traditional kind of Champagne Friday theme and she turned it into like a webinar for professionals um, in yeah, our realm. Really cool. So I was reaching out to Alex the other day and chatting about how we should like totally do more of those. And, and like, I just thought that was really cool. Like it was fun. It was uplifting. Um, a really great example of just banding together as a community and being there for each other and not worrying about competition. Right. And you I know, mean, well, and certainly right now is not the time to be worrying about competition. I mean, no, I'm never a big proponent of competition. No, neither of us are. Anyway, but I mean, even look at um, Mike Morrison yeah. and I mean, he had to cancel his or postpone his conferences, Yeah, but yet what he did was pull together this massive webinar that 500 people saw that like brilliant stuff right so yeah Yeah. thinking outside the box and how to bring a community together like all those sorts of things is what we all need to be um, doing doing right now and not not be concerned about hoarding or trying to like yeah like hoarding clients or hoarding clients hanging on you're just gonna fail honestly if you do that yeah please don't start undercutting everything yes back to that yes just here yeah if i can yeah no so back to that for a second because i got a little off topic so I've had a couple scenarios recently where um, I've been I've been approached by a few new clients to say, can we kind of work on this during all of this because there's time to do so? And I've sent my normal proposals that I would send, and you know some of them come back a little nervous. They're like, okay, so we we totally think that that's a reasonable price, but what if? So my answer to that, just for anybody else who is dealing with this, has just been okay, so this is my normal rate. It's competitive. Like it's, it's pretty standard. Um, but if for whatever reason, cash flow is just not great for you, we can talk, we can talk about it. Mm -hmm. However, that being said, if a client were to ever come back to me and say like, I can only afford to pay you $18 an hour to do this, I would then have to decide if it was like, worth my yeah. values to, to continue with that, especially if I was busy with other clients or something or something else. Right. And it's not to say that I don't want to work with them, but just going back to Alyssa's point of being careful about undercutting. That being said, I have zero issue giving my nonprofit rate oh, during yeah. this time to help people mm-hmm. out a little bit. I think we all need to work together as Alyssa was saying to not undercut and to appreciate that we all have businesses and just support each other in that sense. Right. Yeah. I think even now too, I would be work. I'd be willing to work with people um, on deferred payments. Like yeah. um, if you need X, Y, Z done because it's because of this crisis and you need messaging or any of that, I'm happy yeah. to do that. And if you, 
if you need me to invoice you in May, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Um, adjustments like that are completely legitimate, but yeah. I just think, um, I don't want us to come out of these next months or however long we're in this mm-hmm. and suddenly have everybody out trying to underprice each other in order to get work because that isn't helpful either. So no. anyway, and it's a great point. It really is. Yeah. We can move um, on from that. Now, yeah. But, uh, I think it was, yeah. A, yeah. When we're talking about creating community and, and, mm-hmm. and talking about, um, with our colleagues and with our community about what's happening, mm-hmm. I think it's just important to be vulnerable and to really yeah. talk about things. Don't try to sugarcoat it. Oh, everything's great. Everything's fine. Yeah. Because it's not helping you and it's not helping yeah. your support system. Um, and I hope everybody has a big support system that they're yeah. able to call on in these times and have yeah. conferences and chats with on a regular basis. But even like you said, when you called up Alex, like like having the conversations with colleagues, mm-hmm. um, because again, we are all in this together and we're going to have to get mm-hmm. out of it together. For sure. For sure. And yeah, you know, Alyssa and I talk a lot about, and we, we will be talking a lot about in future episodes, sort of our tribe that we have around us. Yeah. And I know we are very lucky to have really great groups of people around us. And just as one more quick example, before we move on, um, another person I just really quick, quickly like to do a shout out. I might end up doing a couple of shout outs during this episode. <laughs> Cause I'm just have so much love for the people in my personal group. Um, so my good friend, Kristen McAdam from wild PR too, she's been doing some, some quick little jobs with the media for, for one of my clients as well. And she kind of came in and was like, if you have budget, that'd be great because again, we all have to support each other. But then of course, you know, saying as well, like if not, like I'm happy to try to try and do this in kind. So it's just what you can do, but at the same time, remembering that we are literally all in this together and uh, we still have to kind of go about life as normal, right? So if you if you can afford to pay, you know, for something, then that's great. Otherwise, just communicate, communicate, communicate about it, and we will figure it out together. Yeah, kind of thing. Totally. So yeah. So um, in terms of what's happening here in Alberta and in Canada in general, uh, I have to say I've been pretty impressed with a couple of government assistance pieces that have happened. Just want to mention one like one or four things that our government's been doing to help us, uh, just in case people don't know about it. The CRA, the Canada Revenue Agency, has pushed filings back to when is it August? Yeah, I think it's August, and I think anything payable is due in September. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's from 2019. From 2019, yeah. yeah. So if you were planning on filing your taxes, actually, I'm sending mine off on Monday to my yeah. accountant. I paid the majority of my taxes yeah. in 2019. Alyssa's so like well me. ahead of the game. But yeah, like... It would be nice to have that money now. Yeah, well, when I get my return, right? Like, I can decide, like, okay, do I want yeah. that out of my hair? Or do I want to hold on to that money for the foreseeable future just in case kind of thing? So that's kind of nice. You can file in August and then pay in September. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Um, some banks have yeah. been doing mortgage deferrals, RBC being one of them. I don't, I haven't heard about CIBC TD. I haven't. Well, I mean, uh, from what I understand, and I mean, again, we would recommend that everybody go look at Canada.ca to get all this information, but mm-hmm. we're just sort of telling you off the top of our head, but um, it was the government did tell the banks that they're the big five yeah. that they had to, uh, offer like deferments or skip payments or whatever. But I've heard um, that it hasn't been all that successful for a lot of people. So in whatever bank you're with that a lot of the banks are requiring a lot of hoops to jump through. And a lot of people are saying that they're, they're not eligible because their mortgage is too new or there's all kinds of ways that the banks are not playing nice in the sandbox. So while that program is on the table and the government has mandated that this happen, um, the banks have been a little less than nice about dealing with it. So mm-hmm. I'm sure eventually the government's going to step in and basically force them to. Yeah. But um, but yeah, in terms of, I know the city of Calgary has offered deferred utility payments yeah. uh, for 90 days. Um, there's several business sort of emergency cash infusions that you can apply for. Um, and if you're a... Um, a, a worker who's been obviously there's EI and those then they're shortening the time for EI. But for those of us that aren't eligible, there's different emergency cash out or outpouring 
programs that they're, they've announced, but the paperwork on those is coming out at the beginning of April. So there'll be opportunities for all of us to sort of apply for kind of a universal yeah. basic income for the next yeah. little while. But, um, but really be diligent about checking out on all these programs. And, you know, and if you have ways to sort of push back, like, um, uh, I'm going to email my condo association and ask if they can defer, uh, condo fees for the next little while, like mm-hmm. for not just me, but for everybody in the complex, right. like that just would be a nice thing to do. So if there's any of your, any of your payables that you mm-hmm. have as a person and your business, if you can, um, negotiate and start yeah. calling people and, and, and asking for what could be done. Yeah. Um, some people already have, um, skip payment options on their mortgage or things like mm-hmm. that. So look into what your mortgage actually offers now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, um, the government, the provincial government is um, is trying to work out some sort of situation with, with landlords because mm-hmm. people are already talking about having to be evicted, which is ridiculous. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, there are programs being rolled out where there'll be cash. Um, so keep everybody keep an eye out for that because there'll be things that we're able to do in order to right. be getting money in the exactly. door. And from a business perspective as well, if you're not scheduling content right now, if you're a social media manager or a content creator, I would recommend just given that a lot of the applications you're using are US based, maybe cancel them for now. Because first of all, the exchange rate is outrageous. My Sprout payment went from 310 Canadian to 420 in a week. So I've actually removed profiles with clients that I know I'm not scheduling content for. And also at this point, my clients certainly aren't looking for um, reports right now. We're just kind of focusing on getting messaging out and being diligent with continuing. But we're not like, it's not really business as usual. So it's fine to to kind of delete that stuff for now. Um, Also thinking about just any other application you have with your business, really kind of consider if you need it right now. And that could be a good way to trim the fat a little bit to save some money. Um, yeah. The other thing is um, just checking your budget to say, okay, so maybe some of that fun income I had, I should be throwing that away in savings or like the money that I'm saving for taxes right now, that should be kind of uh, band-aid money that I'm, that I'm saving now for living expenses. And also just remember too, though, that these deferrals don't mean that you don't have to pay for it later. Yeah. I just really want to point that out. Cause I know in my own head, when I, um, in my own mind, when I heard about, when I heard the word deferral, the first thing that came into my head was, Oh good. Like people don't have to pay for a couple of months, but no, that's not it. You're going to have to pay eventually. So just making sure that you know that because you mm-hmm. don't want to... And you know, if you can pay, I would say just do it because you don't want to end up coming out of this with how much money in debt that you do have to pay. So if you need to take advantage of that, for sure. But also just if you can, you like maybe get that out of the way. Yeah. Right? No, agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever you can just continue paying, uh, pay it and relieve anything that you can just get rid of. Like I canceled my Adobe account, yeah, uh, my Adobe creative. And then cause they were offering two months free. So yeah. I just canceled. And then before they let me cancel, it's like, Oh, we have this offer. It's like, yeah, I'll take the two months free. So there's exactly. things like that. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, we can have, a, I mean, and we do in future episodes talk about this, yeah. that we can just bury ourselves in subscriptions because everything is a subscription, but mm-hmm. yeah, just go through your budget line by line of what's actually important and what isn't. Exactly. Like your Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe that's yeah. Disney Plus, Prime, any of that yeah. stuff. Right? Yeah, your Amazon Prime. Why do you need that right yeah. now? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, for sure. De- definitely trim the fat where you can, just to from a budget perspective. Um, so obviously we're kind of bored, we're isolated. Um, especially if you've got like asthma or any other kinds of respiratory issues and you're really at risk, like and you really should be staying home. There's lots of ways to stay sane. Uh, obviously, we know this is very hard, but and it's certainly not a vacation. Life is going on as per normal. However, um, some of the things that you should be thinking about is maybe take this time to, like we were talking about earlier, do some projects that you haven't had time for. Look at your website. Um, see if you need to update your copy. Um, take a look at 
your business plan. Maybe it needs a refresh. And honestly, redoing your business plan could be a really great way to stay passionate and invigorated about what you're doing moving forward. Take the opportunity to evolve and innovate your business plan to fit in today's current situation. Um, talk to other professionals, join webinars as much as possible, do as much networking virtually as you can to see what other people are trying to accomplish. Um, come up with programs and services like Alyssa's kind of talking about where that fit within what's going on right now. And then as far as, um, being online goes, I just have a couple of tips from a social media standpoint for you. Uh, that I really want to get across. And the biggest one is please don't be negative. Over the last week, I have seen more trolling and shaming that I would care to admit, especially aimed at small businesses, especially aimed at local grocers and markets. If you decide to go on somebody's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever channel and comment, your comment should be positive if you're complaining about something, maybe direct message. Don't do it right on their newsfeed. If you like, if you have a sincere complaint or concern, just direct message them or try to reach out directly. Because sitting there and trolling and shaming on people's news newsfeeds is not helping anybody, and it's yeah. just adding to the negative fear mongering. And we don't need that right now. So if you're going to be online, be positive. The other thing is really take a look at your content. You should have pulled any pre-scheduled content by now, and you should really be positively kind of reinforcing and talking about community supports, resources, and things that are going to help people. You should not be selling things right now. Obviously, you can still kind of talk about things going on in your business, like, and you can certainly say, I'm here to support people. But if you have like a tangible item you're trying to sell right now, I've seen a couple of ads of like, makeup and like luxury items that are, there's advertisements still being run. And I, frankly, I've been totally disgusted because nobody has the dollars to buy that stuff right now. And it's, it's salesy in nature and it's not okay right now. So just stop your advertisements if they're salesy in nature. In fact, I wouldn't even recommend advertising right now because it's going to cost you a a whop of money. First of all, just with, with everything that's going on. And, uh, it's just not, like nobody wants to see that. So right. just stop. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've sort of taken the, the, the vein of if you're going to be on social and I think everybody should be, especially as a business, you don't want to like disappear from no. the landscape. Cause that's the worst thing you could do right now, but be compassionate, be positive, yeah. be hopeful. Like, yeah. Those are all things that, that a, from a, just a, a business perspective, um, will help you mm-hmm. in the long run exactly. because people will, will, will listen to that and, 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 and take that in, in a, in a, in a different way than being sold something and continue to be authentic. And I think, um, I've seen a little bit of, of, of this on, 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 online in the last little bit too, is that businesses in a particular sector or genre or whatever, um, have sort of taken on this other persona of, mm-hmm. of we're here to like, it's just like, that isn't you. No. And it, it, you can yeah. see it a mile away that this isn't authentic and you're either trying to do this as a way to mm-hmm. sell something to somebody or mm-hmm. that you're trying to, I don't know, distance yourself from crap that you did right ago. Right. Um, but just continue to be authentic and be yourself. And I think yeah. from a small business perspective, and you had mentioned it earlier, getting the face of the company out. Yeah. Like put them online um, and, yeah. and, and have them visible so that they can support their customers and they can support any staff that they might've had to have laid off or whatever. Right. right? Like really make those people the face right now, especially yes. if they're good with that. Yes. But, um, because people want to see the people that are in charge. They don't want to, they don't want to have some sales guy on there talking to them. They don't want to, they don't want to have to be dealing with Benny, the poor cashier, like get out and be in front of people. Like I will say, Calgary Co-op's done a great job because the CEO is basically sending out letters um, on a daily basis to all co-op members. Mm -hmm. What's, what's happening, what's changing, all that sort of stuff. So it's like even, even bigger corporation type places are, are handling it better than even small businesses are. Very much so. Um, I also think that 
local small businesses, such as some fitness companies and some content creators have done a really good job of taking their normal content, which can be quite salesy in nature, Mm -hmm. and coming up with feel-good, meaningful content, which is really what I preach that you should be putting out on social all the time. And back to Alyssa's point, you should always be authentic and genuine. But one of the things I've loved seeing is literally every single fitness company that I follow has adapted to pushing out online classes. And not one of them has said, you have to pay or you have to sign up. They've literally set up a camera in their living room, the leaders of these organizations, and started doing workouts. A couple I've seen recently are doing 30-day challenges, um, which is really cool. And I don't think I've seen anywhere that you have to pay for these, either that or they're really discounted. Um, So again, continuing to support everybody uh, while also doing something healthy and great for yourself. And it doesn't just have to be workout classes. In fact, Alyssa, I know you had a bit of a rant about this that you wanted to put forth. So give it to me. Um, I was going to talk about, uh, yeah, in, in regards to this fitness classes situation, bless people. I mean, hey, like have at her. But when I go on Instagram right now, I don't need six lives of people and their like online workouts. Like, can we all just take a step back for a moment, please? Like now everyone's trying to be like the, the the shaming everyone for if you just want to sit on the couch and eat chips like seriously people like you don't have to be productive every second of your day if you need a moment just to sit and have barbecue chips or or a glass of wine or to cry a little bit because you're overwhelmed then do that but i don't need like six lives of everyone and their friggin like home at work (laughs) programs or home fitness programs it's like I think like somebody tweeted out the yesterday morning that they're they're and it was a really good tweet. They were basically saying if you're worried about getting fat during this time of COVID, but and you're and that's bothering you more than like the the complete decimation of our economy, then maybe you just all need to take a step back. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, like yeah. I mean, I'm all about getting out like adapting because I mean I yes. went to the gym too mine's closed but yeah go for a walk get outside for yes. your mental health yeah but can we just take a step back I mean yeah. when you talk about the shaming brochures it's like shaming of people I know who are just trying to exist at the moment just- I think shame in general right now well shame is never okay people right at all but especially during a time like this the last thing people need is comment after comment after message after message of you complaining, right? Like if you have a problem, talk to somebody as though you would in real life, come up, come Mm -hmm. to the table with a solution and not just a problem. Yes. (laughs) And above all else, just remember that we need to be supportive right now. So if you, if you have a question or a concern, fine, direct message that person, call them, talk to them on the phone, email them, but don't just jump on their friggin' Facebook feed or jump on your Facebook feed and talk about how we got to be doing this all the time. Cause that may not fit for everybody. Right. What I've really been loving is I have a girlfriend who just started um, a nutrition company. Her name is Angel and her um, Instagram is Angel Kelly. Um, and she's been just cooking recipes for people and doing step-by-step stuff so they can follow along. She's been baking like it's, you know, yeah. she's been, and then she's been doing classes that people they can go ahead and and do if they want. And it hasn't been live. She's just been doing them and then highlighting them on her Instagram feed. And if you want to go back and do one, then that's great. Same with the yoga studios. And, you know, so like, I was going to say Deidre from uh, Sweet Relief Pastries has been doing that too. She has? Oh my God. I'm so excited. But yeah, the first one she did was baking 24-hour bread. So like the no need. And she just did one yesterday on pineapple upside down cakes. Yeah, they're on her IGTV so you can go check. But I mean, she's freaking adorable. So like amazing. I love that. She's a pastry chef. So she's kicking from the kitchen while the store is closed. So any of those sorts of things are amazing when people just adapt to what they already do, but they're doing it from home. But they're doing it from home and online, right? Yeah. A couple of other fun Instagram feeds to follow. We'll, we'll pop them into the, sh- the notes for this show. But I watched this gal out of the South and in, in the U S who does a really fantastic job of like food reviews and like restaurant reviews. And she's been doing some really fun stuff about what to do at home. Um, and then I have a couple of content creators, fr- creator friends. One of them is lemons for days. She's been doing this thing right now with her kids. Cause she's trying to keep things as normal as possible where 
she has prepared a bunch of popsicle sticks with various topics and things to do on them. And every day her kids before bed, every night, her kids pick one. And then her and her husband spend the evening when they're in bed prepping for the next day. So one day they had like a scavenger hunt of Calgary. So they very cautiously like went out and saw landmarks and stuff. And then they got to check them off. And another day they had a pirate day. And so they made snacks that were pirate themed. And so that's been the way she's been keeping her kids preoccupied at home and you can definitely uh, check her out and she's got a whole thing on her blog, but lots of people have just been super innovative about, you know, helping people with their everyday lives. So if you are stuck at home with your kids and they're kind of driving you nuts, like we don't blame you. It's all good. My dog is here right now because yeah. we're working from Melissa's place and she's like, what's going yeah, on? Like, what she can't on? like calm down. You're probably hearing her walk around yeah. in the background, but anyways, definitely like feel free to kind of, that's, that's like a great positive way to use Instagram is to find those resources to support you in, you know, keeping your kids busy and, and keeping life going the way that we do every day. So, yeah, I think the biggest takeaway, um, that we can give people, whether you're a business owner or just your personal is that this too shall pass. Oh, it will. Everything does. And it's super stressful and there's tons of anxiety right now with how everything's going, but yeah, the more positive and the more adaptable and the more just general community we can build around Mm -hmm. this, I think we'll all be better when this come on the other side. Exactly. And the last thing I think we want to leave you guys with too, is just a couple of tips about some of the things we've been doing. So all last week, I know for myself, I had to really be on top of it because I was dealing with a lot of calls every day. Um, You know, I kind of reset my hours. That was the first thing I did. I was like, okay, I've got to be available from 7am to 9pm for my clients, but that's a really long day. So how do I manage that? So I got up two hours before I had to be ready to, to help clients. And for me, that meant doing a quick little workout, moving my body, or just sitting and like writing in a journal for 15 minutes or meditating or something just to kind of set up my day. Then for, for me, that meant taking the time to cook breakfast, not to throw something together or grab a granola yeah. bar, but to like make some really nice coffee, you know, you can. yes, cook some eggs, feel just really yeah. good. Take my dog for a walk. Then I felt very ready to sit down at 7 a.m. to take on the day. And then, you know, I would take various breaks throughout the day to go for a walk, read a book, have a nap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just to say, stay sane, right? And so last week was crazy. And now it's completely petered out. But guess what? Yesterday and today, I had no issue with literally just like laying around. Mm-hmm. I even said some of my clients and I, when we got off a phone call yesterday, we both admitted to each other, not admitted, but at the end of our call, we were all like, Kate, we're all going for a nap. Yeah. Like we are taking three hours this afternoon for just ourselves. And everybody has been so unbelievably accommodating and kind, whether it's that we're busting our butts for each other or taking a break. I know a lot of my clients have said to me, Kate, go take a nap now. Like go take a break, take a day for yourself. So yeah. So it's been, it's been really nice that way to, to feel like there's community. So Alyssa, what are some of the things you're doing? Um, well, I sort of took the moments. I mean, it was hard because the first part of this week was so awful outside. So you just felt even more cooped up because, yeah. um, but now that the weather's better, I've been outside and going for walks, which is really nice. Um, now keep in mind, I normally work from home. So like the working, like this same. is an adjustment. <laughs> And same um, here. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's not an adjustment. I think what's the adjustment is um, the fact of just not being busy. So not mm-hmm. having those mm-hmm. the work that you have to get done and all that sort of stuff. So I've sort of took last week to kind of like, yeah, nap and lay on the couch and all those sorts of things. And um, now I'm kind of, I'm gearing up for um, the next sort of stage of what this is going to look like. So obviously mm-hmm. we're launching this podcast. So that's going to be a big part of what we're doing in the next little bit. Yes. Um, I have another venture that we launched in the near, near, just the near past, uh, smart Academy, which mm-hmm. we're now readjusting to be an online webinar Love that for yeah. April. Cause obviously we can't do an in-person session. So I was working on that. And then I'm working on those business things. Like I said earlier, in terms of um, figuring out different product offerings, service offerings I can um, have for people during this time um, that just need support. 
And then I'm, uh, I'm looking at um, my sort of next level of business plan, strategic plan. I've never had the time or the inclination to do a strategic plan for my business. So that's something I'm looking at in the next little while too, in terms of where I actually want this to go. Nice. So yeah, taking some time for me yeah, as Alyssa and then yeah. taking time for Alyssa Berry Communications as well. Nice. And yeah, same thing here for sure. And I, I know for a fact next week is going to be really slow. Yeah. And I haven't gone through that just yet. And I know it's going to hit me. And I think the other thing that we need to do right now is sit in our feelings. Yes. If you're feeling upset or you're getting used to a new normal, it's okay to take a minute to have a cry about it or to go for a brisk walk Mm -hmm. or to go for an angry run or to just lay on the couch and eat a bag of chips or to like have a nap because you can't just, you can't deal. Yeah. You just have to accept where you are at that moment. Yeah. Just accept it. And that's kind of how I dealt with my extreme depressive state was I kind of put a limit to it. And then Monday morning came and I was like, Hey, it's time. It's time to continue on. That's kind of what you've got to do. And if you can't do that, that's okay too. There's lots of resources. A lot of counselors in Calgary previous to this were offering their their services yeah. via Zoom or on the phone. I know my counselor and I, we just because it was easier for us, we would always just do a Zoom call or a phone call. So don't be afraid to reach out to your counselor. I know they've also been kind of adjusting their fees here and there because I know counseling can be pretty yeah, expensive. expensive. And try to ask if you are working for another for an organization or a corporation, you can certainly ask to see what your, like you can use your benefits or mm-hmm. yeah, see what those are. If you have Blue Cross, same thing. Blue Cross I know covers up to $500 a year, which isn't a lot, but they do cover $500 a year for most packages for counseling. So yeah. don't forget counseling. Yeah. Any sort of, any sort of outreach at this point, um, be sure to text, pick up the call, yeah. pick up the phone, um, send it, like do a zoom call. Like I think we really need to, even though we're isolated physically, mm-hmm. that we're not iso- isolated spiritually and yeah. um, any of yeah. that, because that's when we need people the most is when um, yeah. we're going through these difficult times. For sure. And last but not least, if you guys need anything at all, uh, if you don't know how to set up a Zoom call or you don't know how to use FaceTime. Or you can't get into the back end of your website. <laughs> definitely feel free to message us for yeah. sure. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at what is it again, Alyssa? Alyssa was the one who set it up. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's ladies who launch.yyc. Right. You can message us on there and uh, reach out if you need any help as well. And you can also find both of us if you Google Alyssa Berry Communications and Social Centric Inc. And you can connect with us there as well. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Yeah. And deep breaths. We'll get through this, but um, yeah. all we can do is smile. Exactly. And be there for each other. Channel your energy into being there for each other rather than being angry. Yes. Don't be angry. Be positive. Yeah. All right, guys. Take care. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Ladies Who Launch with Dakota and Alyssa. We drop new episodes every other Wednesday. So be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating.